We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. This was this was almost going to be a dark a dark show. I think uh, Yankees below 500 in the month of July. They've been struggling. Guys are going down on injury, and they just lost two games to the Mets. But uh, there was a little bit of a bright spot at the end of, end of the night. We're recording this Thursday morning, so Andrew Benintendi is now a Yankee. Scott, he was in on both of our GM plans uh, going into the the trade deadline. We've been talking about why Benintendi is perfect for this roster for. A month and a half at this point so obviously we're excited about this trade very excited about the trade um i love i feel like cashman is just, always does this he like waits for us to play the team or go to a, a city and and he well, they don't it, have to pay for benintendi's flight <laughs> well i think they do because they i don't know if the the royals were already here no they were uh, it was actually where were the royals last night yeah maybe they weren't on the flight yet they they imagine that it's like it might have Benintendi- a Juan soto situation where no we're not chartering <laughs> ben intendi's gonna get on the team plane and like nope not anymore buddy go yeah. stand in line look i love this i this is the exact move that they needed to make for the outfielder this is the this is the 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 absolute right guy of all of the guys that were uh, available um the haul that cashman gave was like the chef's kiss in my opinion 
I don't think he gave up uh, really anything. I know we'll we'll talk about the package and and this kid Beck Way is the one that that people have their eyes on, but he's a, he's in low A right now. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Like I hope he does well. I hope he succeeds and has a, a tremendous career in Kansas City or wherever he gets uh, traded next. But this this is a glaring hole that the New York Yankees just filled to perfection. Honestly, this the balance in the lineup now is beautiful. It's 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 absolutely beautiful. When you see it on paper, when I look at a lineup, you can change it so many different ways, have so many different options, have so much flexibility, have have so many ways that you can really hurt an opposing team with the with the the way that these guys attack um pitching. I love it. I think it was the perfect move and and, and really puts the Yankees in a good spot offensively. 99.9% of Yankees fans could not pick Beckway, TJ Sakemer or Chandler Champlin out of a lineup. Nope. So yeah, so yeah, it was it was a good trade for the Yankees. Now, in in both of our plans, we actually gave up more prospects. And Luis Hill, I know, was in Logan and and my plan. I I don't know if Luis Hill was in your plan as well. I think I, we had Medina in ours. Okay, yeah, but they, they, cer- we were conservative because we wanted to make sure that the deals were getting done when we're looking at that. I mean, Cashman obviously obviously identified what the market was and looked at the yeah. prospect hall or or was communicating with the Royals brass. And this is what it took. Well, you know what's interesting? So I was, I was, I just went on uh, NYY recaps. Derek, um, he's got a great YouTube channel. I was on his show. He's going to be on our show next week, probably talking about uh, the whatever else the Yankees do at the deadline. But we were kind of talking about how once Juan Soto entered the trade market, that's the shiny object at the top. And some of these other outfielders, Andrew Benintendi, Maybe the price went down on them, or maybe fewer teams were in on those guys and actually turned out maybe to help the Yankees. Yeah, possibly. I I, I just, I'm still, I still don't firmly believe that the Soto thing is real right now at the trade deadline. I feel like it's just, we're, we're going to throw some uh, some chum out in the waters and see what happens. Okay, to, but to maybe it's up. distracting some teams. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. fine. I mean, whatever it is, it, it's, you know, it, it will be, be a crazy deal if it got done midseason, but Anyway, yeah, if that's the case, then tremendous because at the end of the day, the Yankees just got a much needed piece and one that that was absolutely a, a great fit. For, and that's that's the thing. Like talking about fit, is he the best player on the market? Probably not. But is he the best fit on the market? I believe so. I believe he is the best fit for what this Yankees team needs right now to so win right now. We have a graphic in here. I think it's from MLB Network. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, 13.3% strikeout percentage, and they're comparing him to Joey Gallo, which, fine, if that's who he's hopefully going to be replacing on the roster, for fun, let's compare him to Joey Gallo. It's it's a great comparison. 13% strikeout rate to 38% strikeout rate. Honestly, if you had told me 38%, I would have taken the over. Feels like 99%. WRC plus overall, 126 for Benintendi, 83 for Joey Gallo. WRC plus with runners in scoring position, 110 for Benintendi. 50-5-0 for Joey Gallo. And what is that why updated Yankees, from the print the recent pinch hitting uh, appearance? What did the Yankees struggle with against the Mets? Hitting with runners in scoring position. They could not cash in on many, many opportunities over those two games. It's the number one reason why they lost those two close games. They could not cash in with runners in scoring position. They they Benintendi, you plug him in there. That's another guy who's gonna make contact with runners on base. What do you need to do when you get into the into the late part of the season and into the playoffs you need to you need to capitalize on the few opportunities that you have within a given game you need to capitalize 
you can't go over with runners in scoring position and expect to win in the playoffs. It doesn't, that is not a formula that works for, uh, for any team in a short series against the best competition and arguably, uh, in theory, the best pitching that's available going up against you. Guys like Ben Attendee make bat to, or bat to ball contact and set things up. And in, in, in tough spots, they give a, a tough at bat, a tough at, that's why I like IKF so much. I understand he's not perfect and he's not the, the, maybe not what people expected, um, in their brains, but he gives a good at bat and he's, he's a different look than a lot of the guys in the lineup. And you need that. You need that for different situations. So the 38%, the, the, you know what the most surprising thing about that is that he's, I think I saw second or third in the league. So there are actually two, one or two guys that Who's are higher. Worse. Who's higher. Wow. Yeah. I, I, are people higher with as many plate appearances as Joey Gallo? The plate appearances, be... I think, is where where the the discrepancy comes into play. But yeah, one or two guys that are that are worse than that. That's 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 uh that's bad. Yeah, and, and I think the, the Franimal is one of them. Yeah. So Benintendi was added to the forty man roster, but they're going to have to clear a twenty six man roster spot to get him up at the majors. I, I guess Lo Castro is probably going to be sent down. Uh, because LeCastro is just a backup outfielder and pinch runner at this point. Understand, understand. everyone wants Joey Gallo gone. It, it's a matter of time. If it doesn't happen this weekend, it'll happen after the trade deadline. I really do believe it. Like You cannot carry this guy on the roster anymore. No. With Stanton going down, though, right now, I think it gives the Yankees some hesitation in... I'm not saying trading Gallo. I still don't think Gallo is going to get traded, but maybe waving Gallo and hopefully someone t- picks him up. I don't know. I, I feel like while Stanton is on the IL, they they kind of have to hang on to Joey Gallo, unfortunately. I do think, well, first of all, think about the player too and the mindset of the player. Do you really want him on the team anymore? I mean, could you get into a worse place mentally? No, I don't think he's, he's, he's given you could, up. He's, you could by, by the guy coming in and you being on the same team as the, one that, the, the person that's replacing you, who's literally the anti-you. He's the anti-you. I mean, the reason he was brought in was because you do the things that you do so poorly. And this guy does those exact same things so well. It's the opposite so, of the Spider-Man meme. Should make yeah, that. Yeah, the Spider-Man meme, except the other one, is just Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. It, so, you know, it's, um, it's pretty demoralizing as a human being at that point. So, you know, there's really no, there's no space for him. So I think that... I, I do think they'll find a trade partner. It's just a matter of like what they give up. It's just a matter of like intentionally going to a place. That's all. We're going to deposit you far away to a place that's not going to give us very much, but we know where you're going. And that makes us feel better. If Joey Gallo had hit a home run in that pinch hitting opportunity on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. <laughs> does, does, does Ben not become a Yankee? Does, what is the butterfly effect? <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. 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 He, because he would never hit a home run. I mean, Boone got played so hard right there. It wasn't even funny. The fact that you brought him into the first place, you're just like, hi, expose me, please expose me. I'm exposing myself. So do make it, make it worse. Okay. I'm going to play the the trumpet in this like epic run in, uh, that, that Diaz has, which I gotta, gotta hand it to him. It's good. It's so good. The, his music while running in is awesome. Um, but I mean, the, the matchup was so ridiculously over compens- over uh, he was so overmatched in in uh, with Diaz there that it was it was just a joke to even have him at the plate. Buck Showalter yeah, Bo- was laughing the entire time in his brain. Boone's quote after the game was, "It's not just about getting a hit in that situation. 
The other component is forcing their hand to at least get their closer in there for a four out situation. So that's oh. I guess, the justification. Yeah. Cause that was really difficult, really difficult, <laughs> really difficult, really, really high effort there. He didn't have to do anything. He just, he, he just executed a couple of bullpen pitches to Joey Gallo and everybody in the world knew he was striking out, including Joey Gallo. In, uh, in no world do you want Joey Gallo at the plate and especially in a, in a situation where you need to have a hit to, to come back in a game. And IKF had already had two hits in the game. So yeah, it, it was, it was, so that, laugh- what it you was just a laughable said, decision. It was a laughable the quote, decision. The quote that you just said actually is completely counterintuitive to anything, making him get four outs. Well, guess what? You might have to have him get face another at bat. If you put IKF in there, at least let him get a base hit or put some bat to ball and, and try to get on base. Now you're extending this guy for uh, another another batter when you damn well know that Joey Gallo is striking out. It, it makes no sense. It's just like I'm backing into this explanation with some bullshit rather than saying it was a dumb move. I went to the Tuesday night game, but by the time late in the game, I, I had left because I had to drive. And it's, it's not fun driving to New York City stadiums, okay? It's just, it's just not You shouldn't fun. admit that, honestly. Why shouldn't I admit? Because you shouldn't have left the game. What are you kidding me? I, no, it's a regular. It's a regular me. season game. I'm going to leave in the seventh inning, so I don't have to spend two and a half hours getting home. Okay. Especially this is where City we're different. Field. This is where we're different. I take the pain and I drive home and I get home at five a.m. Worst case yeah. scenario. For a playoff game, obviously. For a regular season game, sorry. When I have you made to the wake decision up at six a.m. No matter what. Were the people that you were going with wanted to leave, or did they stay? No, they stayed. They weren't driving. I, I, I don't live in a convenient spot to get to City Field. I like mm-hmm. City Field. It's a really nice stadium. Hadn't been there since 2015. Really great stadium. The parking situation was actually pretty easy. I parked at the marina. I got on the highway in four seconds. It was beautiful because people were still at the game. <laughs> anyway, my point was I was listening to John and Susan when the pinch hitting opportunity happened. And John, John was just beside himself. Could not fathom. Why, why is Joey Gallo batting right now? What is going on here? And Susan said, this is a shot. This is this is throwing a dart. Like Because Joey Gallo can hit a home run. He has hit 13 of them this year. IKF has hit zero home runs this year. And Boone's looking at the situation. How are we going to get back in this game? It's got to be a home run because we ain't stringing hits together. No one can get hits with runners in scoring position. And then even when we do get guys in scoring position, someone gets picked off first base or someone gets thrown out at second base trying to steal. I would rather take my chances with IKF and Trevino getting on base to bring up LeMahieu uh, and getting a potential oppo home run from LeMahieu rather than going with Gallo. I, I would take. I would rather two people. I would rather my chances be in the in the hands of two to three people rather than Joey Gallo making contact against Edwin Diaz. But so, do you know what the? I mean, so what? Boone the logic said, goes out the window when you enter the name Joey Gallo into the situation about hitting said home run. I agree with you. Let me be clear. I agree with you. I would I do I did not want Joey Gallo batting there. But analytics the analytics department I would bet believes they would rather have Joey Gallo there because your chances at getting a Joey Gallo home run are better than getting an IKF to get on base plus Trevino to get on base. I don't know. They might not be to be honest. To with then Joey even Gallo, move it to then even move it to DJ LeMahieu who has to get a hit. Or you'd be getting a, a on base from IKF, a hit from IKF, and a hit from Trevino. I would I'd rather pinch hit like Marwin Gonzalez than Joey Gallo. Look, I agree. I'm just I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and maybe go through the process of why he made that decision. Or There's maybe no, he was just thinking, 
this is a shot in the dark. Like this is why everyone's buying lottery tickets now that it's up to a billion dollars because there's a point zero 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 one percent chance that I'm going to be a billionaire tomorrow. That's exactly what he was thinking, that there's a possibility for a home run and it was a stupid fucking thought and he should never have thought it. And that's where it ends. Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's exactly where it ends. There's, there's, that's it. There's no, there's no breaking down his mentality on that. It was dumb. It was a dumb thought. And as soon as you brought it in, if he thought in the world, I, my, my, what I actually think happened is that I don't think he thought Edwin Diaz was going to come in. I thought he thought that Edwin, silly. that Adovino was going to be the guy and, and that would be the case. And that was just, that was, that was dense. That was a dense decision because Buck Showalter was just baiting you to put someone like Joey Gallo in. As if to do Joey that. Gallo versus and Adam Adovino is a great matchup. Like, like there's no, no matchup there's, where no. Joey Gallo is a good option. Right. So. Which is, and forward, it's, it's it decisions like that. Why? Because when I texted my dad this morning, Benintendi is a good trade. He texted back, need to trade for a new manager. That was my well, dad's response. I'm, I'm, I'm at a point now with this season that I am looking at this stretch as a slump. I'm looking at it as a slump. We've seen this good team in the first half of the year, and we were enamored by this good team. And in fact, we were talking about Boone in, in a way that we have really never talked about him in a, in a way that, that had a little bit of confidence. So we're like surprised at some of the things that he was doing early days and making sure uh, early days of the season. And it was good. We, we have a, we had a good temperature check on, on what was happening. So I cannot let this 15 game stretch this, this month of July so far enter my brain as poison yet. I need to see, because I, I tweeted this out. If we're going to hit a slump, if we're going to stink and play badly, now is the time to do it. Expose all the weaknesses in the world. Like let's put them out there. Let's see where we suck because now we can fix them. Brian Cashman can fix them and one for one fixed one spot. So if we're sucking now, and this is the, this is the, this is the best time to suck all year long because now we can do something about it. And in a week, we're not gonna be able to do something about it because two, after Tuesday, you know, your, your, um, your options become much more limited in, in how you can affect the team and, and its chances of becoming a world series champion, but he could do it right now. You're right. The acquiring Benintendi obviously takes care of the outfield need, but we've been saying for three weeks that outfield's actually not the number one need on this team right now. It's pitching yeah. because the yeah. pitching staff is in dire straits between injuries and underperformances and the bullpen just being so damn thin, even though the bullpen pitched really well in the series against the Mets, they need arms. For sure. And you know, this is the first move. Uh, there haven't been any arms really that have been dealt, right? No, nobody, nobody of of note. So, the market's still hot. The market's still out there. Cashman gave up practically nothing for for Benintendi, so he's fully armed, still ready to go out there and make a deal. So, I, I'd say he's in a great spot. I mean, he he really positioned himself well right here, and also made it made it known that, that we're we're ready to compete right now. This is a right now move, and what that does, I think, is it sends a message to other front offices. Okay, let's make sure that we're talking to the Yankees. Let's make sure that we we identify what the Yankees package is because they are gearing up for a, a run right now. That, that's to me what that meant, what Benintendi coming over um, at this point, kind of leading the market. I know Vogelback was, Vogelback, by the way, looks like Luke Voigt ate Bartolo Colon. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I see that man stepping up, I'm like, it's unbelievable. And the, he doesn't strike out either. He doesn't miss. But the, uh, the market, the market with Benintendi coming in is definitely the the highest profile guy so far that has come in. He's 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 declaring open for business. Make sure you talk to us, come through us, uh, because that's where the the trades need to they need to go through New York. 
Yeah, and you hope it's a shot in the arm for the Yankees. Like, I don't know if they've been in a little bit of a they've been in a little bit of a slump. Who knows why? But David Cohn's talked about how acquiring players at the deadline can actually be just motivation for, for yeah. a team. You get excited, we're getting a new piece in here. We actually saw the Yankees take off a little bit after the trade deadline last year. That turned mm-hmm. out to be just sort of false hope, I guess. But uh, maybe getting Ben Benintendi in here is is going to rejuvenate this lineup a little bit, as it should. It's it's a it's another gr- very good bat in here. I mean, Judge was what's quoted about it and uh, calling out all the things that he was good at. He knows he knows what this does to the lineup. He knows that this is an opportunity now to get got more guys on base from me, so I can hit the ball out of the park and have more of a, of pr- more production numbers because now the table is going to be set even more. You get a guy like Ben Attendi and IKF at the bottom of that lineup setting up LeMahieu and then uh and the rest and then Judge and oh, Stanton when healthy to look at. and the boppers like dude that's that is that is nasty. Who are you pitching to? You're going to pitch to the guys that can't hurt you with the long ball as much but but they will hurt you by getting on base. You're so, not just going to get them out. Ben Intendi is essentially the left-handed DJ LeMahieu, right? Like I'm, I'm comparing their numbers. DJ LeMahieu strikes out 12.3% of the time this year. Andrew Ben is 13.1%. The WRC pluses are pretty close, 133. LeMahieu has more power. Uh, yeah, he's got nine home runs versus Ben Intendi's only got. What three. are their slugging? What's their? I bet slugging 398 for Ben Intendi versus 408. For DJ LeMay. Like they're very similar Not that players. Not that and, close. Yeah. And so what we're what we're doing is we're adding another DJ LeMayhew to the lineup. Like that's very exciting. Awesome. It's very exciting. Yeah. And and again, like I'm gonna keep touting the 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 IKF uh because I like I do like the player. Uh he doesn't have power. He has no power. That's fine. That's okay. He needs to stop getting picked off and doing dumb shit, but that's it, you know. He can get he can get on that base. That was a that was a crushing moment in that game because you had you had Walker on the ropes. It was I a have crushing moment best. for my Twitter account too. To be honest, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put out right before that happened. I didn't, but it, it was pretty brutal. What did you I, do? I was I said something. I said uh, to something to the extent of, can you imagine not seeing the incredible value that IKF <laughs> is to this team? Literally thirty seconds later, after I hit send. Picked off at first base. I'm like, you, I, I can't have nice things. IKF the, the, said, the world, the universe will not allow it to happen. IKF said it was the best move he's ever seen. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Really bad timing for me personally. And uh, <laughs> last thing on, on Ben Intendi is that all reports are that he's going to be vaccinated. I know that's yes. a, a lot of concern among Yankee fans. He wouldn't be able to play against the Blue Jays. But he will be vaccinated. Okay. What are there? Is there one set left up in Toronto? Three games, right, for the regular season, and then who knows? Who knows? So I'm, I'm going to knock on wood. I know we have a nice little padding of a lead here, but who knows? Well, there you go. Worst case scenario, three games, right? Yeah, I don't know if that was a that might have been a contingency of the trade. Like you cannot be traded. They uh, there were there was I heard that they did not even discuss it. it was oh, okay. what the report is? Okay. Yeah. But but also, I, I retweeted Marley Rivera last night saying that it's understood. There's an understanding. Yeah. As there was when the Yankees went to Toronto, With there was an understanding. Rizzo. But before that happened, that everybody on the team was going to be, they, they, were, they, were, they were on the same page. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this was like, you want to you play some conspiracy theory on, on a positive Always. note here? Uh, not on a positive, no. Yeah, yeah. This is, that's why I had to put that caveat there for you. 
uh, little Aaron Judge text message to Benny. Oh, okay. Hey, Benny, you ready? You ready to play ball? You ready to, you know, without saying it out loud? I did it. You ready to come over? This is this is, this is is what the team needed. This is, we're in lockstep. Benny, Benny I was never just sends worried. over the, uh, the, the syringe emoji. <laughs> I was never worried about Benintendi needing to get vaccinated. It's like, you get traded to the Yankees. They are obviously pushing for a World Series. You're going to be a free agent after the end of the year. You got Aaron Judge, who's one of the faces of Major League Baseball, who would come up to you and say, hey, hey, this is what we do here. This is what needs to happen. I, yeah. I was not concerned that it was going to get done. And yeah, I don't even really know why Benintendi... That's a moment for Aaron Judge that we just manufactured. I have no idea why Benintendi was not vaccinated, what his reasons were. I don't really I don't care. care. Don't really care. I'm very over that conversation, to be honest. Uh, the I will say uh, the um, him coming with... Uh, with with the spite, there's there's definitely some spite there. Don't don't forget about that. There's a there's what? some I told you so. There's some there's some I told you so uh, brewing inside of Ben Attendee because he's, he's got playing that... the Royals this weekend. No, no, not the Royals. That'll be like a, a thank you. He'll be dapping up everybody. It's more so the fact that you couldn't cut it in the AL East and now you're back in the op in in pinstripes. Now there's some there's some things there, and yeah, whether it's internal and and you you put that chip on your shoulder, you know it's going to be talked about. You know it's going to be a narrative. I don't know if you noticed the Red Sox are in last place. Yeah, it doesn't have to be direct, but you still were there. They didn't value you, and now you're here winning champion. It, it cuts. It cuts. It's a little salt. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 
All right, so obviously we've talked about some of the the things from the Mets series. I thought overall it was a really exciting two games. The atmosphere at City Field on Tuesday was was really really good, um, and it was it was sellout. Like anytime you're in a sellout stadium, it's just it's just a fun atmosphere. People were super into it, um, and you really do feel that Mets little brother syndrome from Mets fans. And as a Yankees fan. Uh, the only really team that I, I'd ever experienced that with was the Red Sox, but I haven't even experienced that in a really long time because for the past decade and a half, the Red Sox have not been the little brother to the Yankees. So it's kind of fun to be in that position. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was, uh, I, I don't really, it's always that way though, because the Mets, the Mets have, until they get to over the, the, the cusp, it'll, it'll always be like that. It's not even just towards the Yankees, right? It's just, they they just, they need to get to the promised land at some point so that they can feel satisfied. And until that happens, you know, not obviously it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago for, for them. So they, they need, uh, they need some, they need some real wins and it's not just the Yankees. Cause if it wasn't even against the Yankees, they would still claim it towards the Yankees. What it, on, on the Tuesday game, what did you think of the double steal attempt in, in that spot <clears throat> against Adovino? Now Adovino is terribly slow to the plate. Like, yeah. We know that. Yeah. But oh, I, Rizzo, I like Rizzo, Rizzo got thrown out. Like he was safe and then he was out because he came off the bag. So when that happens, that means it's a bang, bang play. So you were almost out. It's a dangerous call there to do a double steal. Yeah, but usually, I mean, I will say that they, I mean, he threw to second base, which is which is unconventional. Um, he did beat it. He was there. Uh, it wasn't necessarily, I don't, it wasn't that bang, bang. <clears throat> he beat the, he beat it in. It's just he came off the damn bag. I just don't know if the umpire called it because he came off the bag or the umpire was just wrong and it worked out in their favor because of that. And that, and that pisses me off a little bit, to be honest, because it's not in the, the, the nature of why that's there. You know what I mean? Like spirit of the I'm, rule, the spirit but, of the rule. Thank you. But we've seen I, that I a million the gaps, times. The little gaps. Like I don't, yeah. if you have a gap, like F your gap, no, this but shouldn't once even you, be the thing. Once you introduce replay, we see this in football all the time. They zoom in. It's like, oh, was his fingertip under the ball sort of thing? It's like, did a blade of grass touch the football? It's like, really? Yeah. That's what we're doing here? But once you I have know. replay, that's what we can do. So that's what we do. I get it. Uh, I, I just don't think he called him out for that purpose. I just think he got the call wrong. But say he in, called in him the safe, then if he had called him safe, then Buck Showalter's challenging because his minions see that he came off the bag and he gets called out. I, right. So, yeah, I, I understand you're going to get that with replay, but at the same time, uh, you get the majority of the calls right. The whole point of like it, the call on the field standing or not, to me, is dumb. Because if the replay is zooming in, just give them the call. Who cares what the guy said in the, in the, in the field? Why does it matter? It doesn't. It shouldn't. If Just get the call right. That's it. Well, you're saying when it's too close to make a decision? No, the replay, if you cannot see definitively what it is, like at all, but, and then the, the call on the field has to stand. But there are many cases where it's like, I can tell, but maybe you can make a decision. You can make a much better decision with replay than you can the, on the field. So why do we have to refer back to what the guy saw in, in, in the moment? Go with what you see in replay and make the call from there. It should be an objective decision, just like the umpire is making uh, you know, objective decision in the moment, have the person in the booth also make an objective decision with better information. Why is that difficult? Yeah. Yeah. And Monk Montgomery just like put them in a bad spot. Um, I know they had the off day, but this pitching staff has been taxed 
uh, with all the games out of the all-star break. Um, he, he, he just had nothing. It was just like meatballs being thrown. What did you think about him being pulled? Because he was very shocked. It looked, it was right after a strikeout, right? As well. And he's, and Boone starts coming out. He's floored that he does this, that he's coming out at this, at this moment. Uh, you're also, was it, um, it was Alonzo who was coming up, right? If I remember correctly, the, uh, or no, that was when Hermango, uh, Herman got pulled. It was Alonzo coming up and he already taken him. The, the Montgomery has worked through a lot of these struggles yeah. early on, has given that leash to stay through. And he, and to his credit, he's been able to eat innings and get into the sixth, seventh inning, even when struggling. He's been able to figure it out a bit and kind of adjust as he goes on. Boone wasn't, you know, it was contentious. Boone didn't even like want to say anything with him about it. He'd- so he did this with Tyon against Baltimore and we justified it. We're like, Tyon has not earned the right to fight through these games over the past two months. And you can argue that Montgomery has earned the right because he has not really had a blow-up start. Um, you know, maybe even all season. I mean, June 27th against Oakland, he gave up five runs in six and two-thirds innings, but I believe all of those runs came in one inning early. The the start before that on June 22nd, he gave up four runs in six innings. It's a lot of one to three runs in five to six innings. And then, obviously, this timeout. I think it's... I, I don't know. I, I think Boone is... it. I don't know what the decision was, why he pulled him. Obviously, they saw something in that game where they did not believe Montgomery was going to work his way through it. Well, uh, yeah, I, and I, I know that um, he felt like there were better options just to stay in the game at that point, too. But looking and forward... And they did. The bullpen held it. It did. The bullpen was good. This whole The, the whole series it was two games. It's not even a real series. The The bullpen was good. The bullpen kept the Yankees in in both ballgames. So they had the ability to come back in that first one, and they did end up coming back with the Glaber just attacking Peterson immediately. That was great to see, by the way. That 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 was a hell of a piece of hitting. That is that is Glaber Torres at his best. You know, watching him go opposite field like that, going with the pitch and finding because he's got that power stroke. He's got the power to both sides of, of the field. Um and I love how he was aggressive there, was looking for something and put a really good swing on it. That was that was fun to watch. Unfortunately, they didn't end up finishing that game, but it was. I'm glad that they came back and, and I'm glad that Glaber uh, was was able to attack that pitch. But the bullpen, got to give them credit for what they were doing. Obviously, Wandy came, it fell into uh, a little bit of, um, uh, of trouble with the leadoff double and it didn't work out, but they were good overall. Yeah, do you have Marinaccio any... would look good? Yeah, he did. Do you, they, was this a nationally televised ESPN game last night? Okay. Yes, because <laughs> I tried to put it on MLB TV and it was like it wasn't working. I was like, oh, what the hell is going on? Anyway, they're talking about how they Yankees unconventionally use Clay Holmes in the eighth inning of a tie game on the road. Like, yeah. You don't see that often, but it was no. against the best hitters in the Mets in the Mets portion of the fire lineup. extinguisher. So I mean, Cone Cone, who's obviously on top of this stuff, it's like yeah, yeah, that 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 call checks out, and then. You have to rely on Wandy Peralta to get it to extra innings, but Wandy Peralta has been very good for you this year. And Wandy's gotten out of a lot of tough jams. Or almost and gotten he out almost, of a lot of tough jams. He almost got out of this one too because he he had, there was a comebacker that he just unfortunately couldn't grab in his glove cleanly and uh, and threw to first base and and just wasn't able to cut the run down. But if he if he gets that runner, then... You know, it's a different at bat. Maybe you're you're not pitching to Marte. Your 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 approach is much different if you have uh, two outs at that point. So, I he he you know it was the way that the ball bounced, unfortunately, and and uh, he got jumped on w- with that double. So, 
I didn't hate it. I'm surprised. Are you surprised that Clay Holmes didn't stay in the game or, or that was... Uh, no, how many pitches did that he was throw? It. I feel like he threw a lot of pitches, didn't he? Uh, but I'd have no, to look to see how many no, pitches I'm, he threw. I'm, I'm not surprised that, that he didn't stay in the game. Next question is if the Yankees had, had gotten the lead... Does he come if, back if, out? Does he come back out or do we see Chad? How, how many... <laughs> How many pitches had he had he thrown? If if Logan, you could look that up on, on Clay Holmes. Uh, but um, no, I don't think he's coming back out. He threw uh, twenty one pitches, and I had the same thought as you, Scott. I was like, "Oh my God, Chapman is going to close this game if they." The <laughs> That's chance. exactly when I saw that because I, I, he, he he pitched, pitched right the night before. Yeah, uh, and we're like, mm? Boone's like, mm? maybe he's back. So is, it, is this is this is this it? Maybe let's put him back in the in the. In the closing role and see what happens. I was at the game on Tuesday with uh, two Mets fans, Dylan and Will, and I had to explain to them why Araldis Chapman was pitching the sixth inning. <laughs> they, they did. They they were not on top of what the Araldis Chapman roller coaster has been this year. Yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely. I'm not. I still in my head think Boone was going to bring him in if there was a lead. Chapman, yes, over Wandy, yes. But then why why not just throw Chapman in the ninth instead of Wandy? Like that that decision should not matter. Whether you're up by one run or tied in that situation, you can't give up runs in that inning. And you decided to go to Wandy Peralta. So why would you not go to Chapman? If anything, why are you going to use Araldis Chapman in not a clean inning if you get to extra innings when there's the runner on second base? Well, no, it would have been in the ninth inning, is what I'm talking about. That's, no, that's but what I'm saying is if with a lead, if Chapman was going to come into that game. It was going to be in the ninth inning, and he, only and if they had a lead. That because because again, tie situation, uh, tie game. You're not you're not you're not. So then, in theory, you're save saving situation. you're saving Araldis Chapman for a save situation in the tenth or eleventh inning, in which there would be a ghost. No, 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 not saving him. I'm saying in that moment, maybe he doesn't pitch it if that's the case. I'm just saying if they had a lead going into the ninth inning, just the ninth inning. I'm not saying that no, that would have been the same decision in the bottom of the tenth inning or the bottom of the eleventh inning yeah. or the bottom of the twelfth inning. I'm saying the ninth inning because I think Boone was like, if we can scratch a run, Chapman. Yeah, I don't and, think, I think we would have been wa- like. I think it was Wandy no matter what. Killing him. It was, was Wandy no matter what in that situation. Yeah. Um, how uh, that judge striking out for the last time against Scherzer on that pitch off the plate made a bit, might have been the most pissed off I've ever seen him at himself. Yeah, good. Good. He looked like shit against uh, against Scherzer. There's no Scherzer, Scherzer ate him for lunch. He knew exactly what he was doing with the with just like setting him up for those sliders away. Yeah. So, you know, Boone's got to be humbled or Boone's got to be humbled. Uh, Judge has to be humbled occasionally at the plate. He's been, he's been Captain America. You know, you, you make a mistake. Max Scherzer's not going to give you those cookies. He's not going to make those mistakes over the plate. So, you know, it was, it was a well-executed. It was a hell of a matchup. I, 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 I look forward to the next time because I think it'll be different. And I, and I like seeing Judge pissed off against a guy. He, you know, there was a, uh, I was listening to some post game with, uh, with Scherzer and just like, you know, that's how you want to be identified. You want to be you want to be evaluated on the on the best matchups. And I believe Judge feels the exact same way, and that's going to piss him off. And he's going to go out there and and study and and make sure that the next approach against a guy a Scherzer or a guy like Scherzer that it'll be different. So I like it. It fuels him. You you got to have you got to have some failures to 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 grow and learn and and to have the positive uh, outcome. So do you remember back when we did our off season GM episode? I wanted to sign Max Scherzer because I, I, th- I th- so no I, I think it's exactly like what he brings his mentality. Is this is an exactly- I told you so moment that you wanted to sign Max Scherzer. 
No, it's not that I told you so. But like okay. what I saw in that mentality last night is exactly what I feel like is lacking from Garrett Cole. Oh, yeah. He's a dog. Yeah. They're different. They're, they're, their mentalities are different. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. No, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I mean, Max Scherzer, you look at him and he freaks you out just because of his eyes. And then he's yelling at himself. He's screaming at himself. He's a psycho. I love it. I love I love how much of a psychopath he is on the mound. I I want that in all of my pitchers, especially my ace. I want you to be a complete psychopath so that the batter doesn't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> if if the batter feels uncomfortable because of your actions and you can execute your pitches, that makes me feel very good if that guy's on my team. Yeah. And that was a cool story that they told about how he bought all that stuff for the the double A team. I think he bought like a bunch of a huge like steak dinner and a bunch of AirPods. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm, despite you're, him, a sucker, you're a sucker for that shit, huh? I, I like Max Scherzer. I don't know. I like, I Max, like Scherzer. Max Scherzer too. Max Scherzer's a, a a fun. He's one of the most fun guys to watch pitch. There's no doubt. It's unfortunate that he was in a Mets uniform pitching against us. Yeah, I heard, but I guess a positive from last night's game is also Herman looked better, uh, much better than in his first start. His control was his control was good. He didn't he didn't walk a guy until the until the last batter that he faced. Um so very positive, I I think. I I was um I was talking about him earlier in the week on Mets podcast, and we were I, I said if if the Yankees get four to five of from Domingo Herman, that's a really good thing. Um I was expecting Herman or I was expecting Montgomery to get more length uh in the game before that, so that the bullpen was, you know, had had some had some more of a uh more options on, on Sunday. It would have put the Yankees in a better position, but what do you throw 80 pitches? I think so. He's stretching out, look good, four and two good, thirds good walk to strike out K to, K to walk rate. So uh, yeah, certainly a positive, a positive step for, for Domingo Herman. And, and hopefully he can build on that with, and, and find some consistency because they need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the roster news other than obviously Ben and is that Stanton was placed in the IL with Achilles tendonitis. So the quote after the all-star break was that, Boone said Stanton just feels exhausted. Uh, I guess that his legs felt t- like I have to imagine his legs felt tired, right? Like, and that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, or, or were they hoping it was nothing, and then they did an MRI or something, and it was something? Yeah, Logan, you got something on this? Yeah. So I was listening to Boone, and I mean, it might be lip service, it might be like take it for what you will, but like he was like explaining how when he woke up on. Um, Wednesday morning, he asked for an MRI, and Boone's answer was an MRI and what? Like he had, you know, no no ailments. And they said, oh, you know, his leg. He woke up really sore in his Achilles, and he was like, oh, you know, really surprised. Really didn't see it coming. You know, I mean, I don't know if you believe it or not, but that's that is what he said. Well, that and that's one of those things for an Achilles. If you've ever like hurt your Achilles, I'm not saying ruptured or just like if it's sore, it gets really stiff, right? Your Achilles gets stiff, and then. Your, the flexibility of your leg gets just weird. So, you know, I, I don't know how that happens. Obviously, it, it happened somewhere uh, or it got irritated at, at some point. Is that what this is, though? Achilles tendonitis? Is that what this is? Just sore Achilles? I Because I, ten, tendonitis, tendonitis alludes to uh, like an ongoing thing, right? So right. It's, it's like something it's, that... It's chronic almost, right? Like, isn't yeah, tendonitis right. like a chronic thing? So I don't know how you deem uh, something as tendonitis or, you know, like what the 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 barrier is for calling it tendonitis besides just saying it's sore. I don't know. But the it's still sore. It's, I mean, whether it's it's more gradual or it happens because of something, it's still, um, it's still sore. And the Achilles specifically gets tight. And that's, and that's not a good, it's not good for your mobility. And I can only imagine how bad it is for your mobility 
when you're six seven or six six uh, and a massive human being like like John Carlos Stanton. But hopefully, it's you just think some this rest, has man, anything to. That's a bad thing this, to hurt. <laughs> you think this has anything to do with him playing the outfield more regularly? I mean, it's all speculation. Because that, that's where my mind immediately went. Is like, now they're going to back off him playing the outfield as much as he had to keep him healthy. And then are we going to get the same Giancarlo Stanton at the plate because he's DHing every time? Like, And now with Benintendi, it might be a moot point. Like, right? Like, Stanton might just be DHing because you got Benintendi now. And Hicks has been playing really well. And obviously, you've got Judge. So... There's your starting three outfielders, and you've got uh, you've got Staten to DH and Matt Carpenter to play a couple times a week and, and pinch hit like that. That's that's your roster, and that yeah. might just be regardless of the of the Achilles what Staten was going to be for the rest of the season. But I don't know if that's the best thing for the Yankees. Well, I mean, I think we've we've seen that it's that Stanton's a better player when he when he plays on the defensive side as well. So. Yeah, if it's if it's a matter, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him if they limited his uh, his outfield. But you're right, Ben Attendee coming in now does make that more of a luxury than a necessity. So um, I, I would not surprise me. And and long term, like that's long term. When I say the rest of the year, at some point, he he's becoming the primary DH. Yeah, great. I mean, it, we'll we'll see. I think they'll they'll, they'll adjust as. It, but if they need to keep him out, I, I think if they have to keep him out of the lineup, I'm sorry, if they have to keep him out of the field, there's a reason why, and it's still sore. And they'll probably just hold him back a little bit longer until it, it's not sore. And if they get to a point where like it's going to stay sore, then that's when they make the decision. Okay, is it better to bring him back and him just DH or, and keep him off the field? Uh, you're still running the base path. Like you're still getting a lot of that motion. Uh, so yeah, I, I would expect as... him to not be as limited. But still, you're, I mean, at any point when you're running the bases, it, you know, it could happen if, if if it's an issue. Okay, so, you're still yeah. risking him. You know. Uh, hurting it more on this the was path. maybe a little bit more of a precautionary il uh stint i hope so because like uh if he if this was the playoffs i know some reporters have said that he would still be out there if, if this were the play like you hope so right like you don't hope he pulls himself out of out of the lineup like he did in the 2019 alcs <laughs> like you don't want to see sit and pull himself out of the lineup not that this is what he was doing right like he asked for the mri like that is what we want, right? We don't want injuries to go down a road where Stanton's lost for the season because he he hit something, right? So, like, it's this constant battle that we have as fans. Really want our guys to be tough and play through injuries. But, but also get that MRI so we can prevent some injuries. Like, it's like we're two-faced on that. I Yeah, but I'm glad he's, he's you know, f- recognizing and feeling his body enough to say, hey, something feels weird. Let's get the MRI just to double-check and make sure it is so that if it is something... We can uh, nip it in the bud, or uh, just make sure that that it's not something. And if it's just a little R and R, then then let's let's do that now. So, yeah, I'm glad he did it for sure. And the last bit of news is actually good news on Michael King that his UCL is intact, so he doesn't need surgery. He doesn't need Tommy John surgery. He just needs surgery to repair the fracture, which makes his recovery time to recovery better. Um, God, I still don't know how you just fracture your elbow throwing a pitch, but damn. I played a I played baseball with a kid in my summer league that was he pitched we played double headers on Sunday. He pitched the first game probably through 150 pitches, maybe 200 pitches because that's we were just nobody cared. And then the second game he caught, which not in hindsight probably not the greatest. This this guy uh Scotty Delora, really good player, actually reminds me of IKF, but he uh he he caught the <laughs> second one. And I was playing second base, was taking the ball after the warm-up pitches. And I just heard, 
ah, and his arm, his bicep, the, 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 whatever that bone is under your bicep snapped in half. It snapped. And we had to drive him bumps and all to the hospital. And he had nerves like intertwined in it. And he had to get a steel plate in his arm. It was one of the most brutal things. I, and I could hear it. I could hear it from second base. It was nasty. It, like I, I get cringe. I get goosebumps thinking about it because that's it was so nasty. That's gruesome. That yeah. is, that, it was that. brutal. And just from throwing, just, just throwing the ball down well, to second base. Th throwing 150, 150 After pitches. After you threw 150 pitches, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably yeah. on an arm that's not conditioned to do that. Yeah. I mean, we, we all just, yeah, we, it didn't matter. We just didn't, you know, we didn't have enough guys. All right. That's going <laughs> to wrap it up for today. Uh, despite the Yankees in a slump, they're, like I said, below 500 in the month of July. I'm hoping this Benintendi trade turns their, their month of July around and they get back on track. Anything else you want to touch on, Scott, before we wrap it up? Glad Cashman's setting the market here and, and, uh, and letting everybody know, open for business, we're ready to contend. So let's see what he does next. Yes, and we're going to be recording tomorrow morning, Friday morning, for the Jeter documentary because the next two episodes are coming out tonight, and then we'll be back at you again on Monday. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com